0: I'm Chris Hewitt and welcome to the latest Empire Podcast interview special and apologies by the way, I'm in Belfast ahead of tonight's live podcast, tickets are still available and I'm recording this on my iPhone. Yep. Anyway... David Arnold and Michael Cicchino are two of the finest composers in the business. They've scored the likes of Casino Royale, Up, Hot Fuzz, Star Trek, Independence Day, Lost, Sherlock, Spider-Man Far From Home, Good Omens, Doctor Strange, and many, many more over the last few years. At some point, it's a safe bet you've hummed at least one of their melodies. And this Friday night, they're going head-to-head at the Royal Albert Hall in London with a show called Settling the Score, in which some of their finest cues will be performed. So... Naturally, I asked them both to come into the Empire Pod Booth earlier this week, where I quickly discovered that the two are amongst the funniest people to ever grace the Pod Booth. Now, that should have come as no surprise. Both are very good on Twitter, and Giacchino is renowned for his fantastic track listings. After all, but still, their dynamic together is playful and often hilarious. And I haven't had as good a time in the Pod Booth since the Lee Wanell interview last year. So, over the next hour or so. You'll hear us talking about, well, whatever the hell it is that they want to talk about, whilst I struggle manfully to get things back on track and actually ask about music. Eventually, I succeed. Kinda. Oh, and there might be a bit with J.J. Abrams. Or maybe not. It's all a blur, quite frankly. Oh, and in case you're not sure, David Arnold's is the British voice, and Michael Giacchino's is the American. Enjoy. Delighted to be joined on the Emperor Podcast by two of the best composers in the business, David Arnold, Michael Cicchino. How are you both? I'm very happy to be called that.
1: (laughs) We are doing good now, better now, yeah. I know, usually usually we're called far worse. Uh, really? What have what you been called? What, oh, what, what sort of things do people you, throw at you? You, you wouldn't want to know. It would, be a, it would be a depressing podcast. Just go on just, Twitter. Yeah, go on Twitter and you can yeah, <laughs> read. Take actually, I save a lot of the my favorite <laughs> tweets, actually. We can read some of those later, maybe. Oh uh, Yeah, we can make this
0: an episode of Mean
1: Tweets yeah, if you want to do that. I, I, I actually save them. Uh, Genuinely, wow. Yeah, there's some of them that are just so fun. I, I really enjoy it. Well, I had uh, some
2: included the other day. Someone was describing something that I'd done uh, in such a sort of foul and <laughs> obnoxious way but they included me in the argument you know? uh, I said, oh, thanks very much
1: <laughs> I just love it I love how honest people are by the way the score was pretty bad oh that's nice yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That yeah. what film for, was that about? for Rogue One okay yeah they didn't yeah, like well, it apparently it? Yeah. was um, that from but, the director
0: what was, what was that
1: from <laughs> <laughs> I mean. oh, here's another one from Rogue One I wouldn't go as far to say it was incredible I can't point out a single memorable song from it song. <laughs> yeah song so,
0: do they do they like, tie well, you in, Michael? I mean, uh, how does this work? They What's that? Do they tie you into these? I mean, or, yeah, yeah, you know?
1: yeah, They just they just you know at me on it, and I'm like, oh, I'm now a part of your your angry. That's nice. Morning. That's so, that's so lovely is. that
0: people reach out to you and. It, and is, it.
1: A, oh, this is a good one. You can praise bits of the film, sure, but the music sure isn't one of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I sent that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you
0: find that you remember the bad stuff? That the good stuff.
1: Um, I, the bad stuff over is, is more fun to 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 look at you know i don't know it's just funny to me i enjoy i, it.
2: I tend to agree with it you yeah know, it's like the thing is like when you are a self-doubter anyone mm. anytime anyone says this is a bit blah blah, blah you go like oh, yeah maybe it is <laughs> you know it's horrible um you just hope there's more people saying they like it than don't like it
0: i'm thinking invariably i think yeah, that would be the are, case yeah, yeah but, but yeah no i don't mind everyone's got, you
2: know what everyone's got an opinion i mean my my take on all this and sometimes I do talk to people about it, it was that look I've got a bunch of stuff that I don't like you know that's just fact you know it's like I don't like things that you don't like you don't like things that I don't like that's fine you can not like it if you want I don't mind because yeah. I, I do and that's the only yeah. thing that I care about
1: well but for me it's more about and I get into conversations sometimes on Twitter with people whenever I don't mind if they don't like what I do but I do mind if they say it in an unintelligent way or an angry way or a like violent way like there's there's ways to discuss what yeah. you like and don't like yeah. and I'm happy to do that but to just like outright say what some of these people say to me I feel like okay your your parents must be so proud of you yeah. it's, it's the
2: uh, I just figure they might have had a bad day or something and yeah. you know doesn't really doesn't do me any favors or, or maybe you know. they're right maybe
1: what we do yeah. is terrible yeah. so there's that as well yeah you have to consider do the fact to do that,
0: that. <laughs> that <laughs> is a possibility we have to consider
1: these people might be telling the truth
0: this could be the podcast where there's an epiphany and you yes. just yeah. Yeah. I introduce you as composers and you leave as ex-composers yeah. and I guess I guess we're done here we, yeah, well, yeah. we're terrible what are you going to do yeah. now uh, with your lives what, what's what's next what's the backup plan uh quickie mart I'll get a job <laughs> at the quickie mart yep I'm gonna,
2: uh, I'm gonna be an influencer oh wow I think I'm gonna go on YouTube and open packets of things and and like them. I think nice. you're good at that. Yeah. yeah, I can see that being your natural calling. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Anything where I'm immobile and I got to
0: sit down and possibly eat lots of cake so water. it won't be that different than yeah, what you do exactly. now sounds like you should just come and work at Empire Magazine to be honest David because oh, that's oh. what we do all the live long day we just it's get cakes sent to us em- it's amazing well Empire. then we'll work here <laughs> you're more than welcome uh, we'll discuss salary
1: afterwards because I suspect
0: once you hear the salary you won't want to work here but that's totally fine <laughs> it's totally fine it's all uh, for the art and cake <laughs> uh, so you are here in your former capacity as composers yes. uh, because you're doing a show at the Royal Albert Hall I'm very very excited about this Yeah, yeah uh, because this is it's not a rap battle necessarily but you're, you're kind of how's this working you're going up against each other
1: you're well,
2: yeah I'm you know Michael's actually going to be outside the hall with his he's got a hat and he's going to put it on the
1: floor and, and I have um, one of those one man band costumes that I'm I'm going yeah, to do everything from out there. I, do I get a microphone <laughs> get, or anything
2: tool of the trade I think it's, uh, he gets tax write-offs on his one man band costumes yeah it's, so, it's, yeah, so it's sort of like a, a, he's
1: on the home turf so I, he gets the advantage I just uh, have
2: to. <laughs> I'll get Michael's, in if I can. Who's
0: going to do a medley of his hit? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And what, what, are you, what are you guys going to play?
1: What, How's it going to work? I don't know. Really like, like, I'm, I'm yeah.
0: a, what are we really doing? Well, we've got a
2: massive orchestra yeah. and a lot of music. And I mean, the great thing about doing a show like this is, is that. A, we only have to provide half of the content each. Yeah. So you can pick, you know, the things that I, th- you know, hopefully people are going to recognize and know and like. Again, so, his
1: laziness manifesting <laughs> itself right here in so, front of you.
2: So I found one thing, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the rest of it is just a crapshoot, I think. Anyway. <laughs> uh, you, you might know this one.
1: He just dumped a bunch of pages of music on the floor and was like, I think this is stuff that I've done. Yeah. Um,
2: Here's 4M6R4 M- yeah. version 7. Hope you <laughs> like it? <laughs> it's got the shortened end in case the dissolve doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this is going to be uh, really, really fun. So you, well, we presumably so. you know what you're going to play, or what well, you going to have yeah. Played? yeah, we do know what, we, we yeah, okay. do know yeah. what we're going to okay.
1: perform. It I mean, can't be as improvisational as you would like when you have an orchestra of 90-some people or yeah. whatever it is. It's Actually, Do that cannot. one from uh, from Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. You know the one. You yeah, know the one. Everyone, I'll hum it, and you, yeah, you yeah, this, one, <laughs> this one's in E-flat, everyone. So let's just follow the changes, <laughs> and yeah, that doesn't really After work.
0: After seven. <laughs> so, how did this come about? This this grand battle royale between the two of um, you.
2: We were looking to find an excuse to do something together. Yeah. Um I'd been to Michael's concerts and obviously seen the films and listened to the music, uh, and we have a, a, a you know a shared sense of humour and appreciation of the art of film music and the history of film music and the things that we like about it, and the things that we like of it are sort of very similar. Uh and we both have still yet to grow up sufficiently to to do this seriously, I think. So (laughs) we thought let's do something that we can do together. Yeah. And and maybe an interesting way to do it would be to pitch one kind of thing against the other because I mean we've got a big battle of the Benedicts, you know, because Mm. Michael has in his Arsenal um Star Trek and Doctor Strange. Of course, yes. Uh uh, I have um, uh, Sherlock mm-hmm. and uh, Good Omens and a couple of other ones. Um, uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like who's who's the best Benedict?
1: Yeah, we're going to use science to decide <laughs> whose music is better. We have a machine that's going to run an algorithm that night, and everyone in the audience is going to be wired up.
0: Yeah,
2: uh-huh, so uh-huh. we're going to have we're going to be able to uh, reading to the brain emotional ways, yeah. response like it. to it. And then after the concert's finished, we're going to hold them there for about seven hours, and we'll go away. We tabulate the results. Yeah. Well, there's a come focus back group and then do a tab towards too. Yeah, there's a, a about focus six
0: group. Six hours. So yeah, you have to have a focus group.
1: You know, and it takes a while because you've got to interview everyone independently, yeah. individually. It's a big place. It's a big yeah. place. It's yeah. a big place. You get. And uh, are you going to interview the staff as well?
0: Are they going to be part of this, or is it just paying punters? And then there's the freeloaders, of course, people who have blagged tickets. Yeah,
1: yeah no, well... No, they, no, they don't,
2: there, aren't, there are no, no free tickets for this.
1: There <laughs> is no free tickets? No. no. you guys paid? Yeah,
0: yeah. You, oh, bought, yeah, you, right. you bought your own tickets? We to so buy, buy our own tickets. tickets. Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. orchestra, of course, they've paid to get in as well. Yeah, so yes,
1: of yeah. course. No, Albert Hall doesn't let anyone in for free. The
0: Albert oh, Hall no. rented itself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to itself. <laughs> it's kind of the capitalism is fine <laughs> It's a complicated procedure involving many, many Swiss bank <laughs> accounts, but yeah. we get it's there in the, the end. The
2: same ten-pound note basically gets passed <laughs> around the entire
0: hall. Yeah. So, if I'm understanding this right, the the profit you make from this is ten pounds.
1: If we're lucky, like, oh no, and that will be split equally. Wait, we're, we're, we're going to make ten pounds? <laughs> Holy cow!
2: Do you know what? If someone said to me, "You know what? You're going to be able to do this and make ten pounds of it," I would
1: have said, <laughs> "Definitely, oh. thanks very much." I would have thought they were crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm like, clearly, you're off. I'm your selling rocket. the cow to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, what happens if,
0: after having canvassed everybody in the audience and kept them in for seven hours, uh, including the staff and the freeloaders that there are any), what if it's say, oh I don't know, off the top of my head, fifty two forty eight in favor of one of the two of you. Would you have a second well, If you depends. will referendum on it this, it depends music. if I win.
2: Okay, I, I think if I win, definitely not. If I lose, definitely yes. We need a second opinion.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, that's the way it works. I think science will again prove this out, and 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 I don't think we're going to run into that close of a. Thing, I think. I think, I think you Are know. you confident that you'll be usurped, Michael? Or <laughs> I have <laughs> a feeling someone else's name would come up as the better person. We'll be waiting for our names, and we're and it'll you know just what? come up, John Williams. It'll just be oh, well, yeah, I guess.
2: So if we see Hans Zimmer hanging around backstage, we know we got trouble.
0: <laughs> oh God! So Festry's here again. Damn him! Damn that guy! Every single time. Uh, so how did you choose what you're going to be performing? And is it just simply stuff that's
1: allied in some way to Benedict Cumberbatch? Well, it's we tried to keep it genre-ish, you know, uh, uh-huh. you know, because he Independence Day, and mm. I have. So We've got space. We've yeah, got yeah, space, we space as a stuff. genre. We've, We've got, got
2: the word star as a genre. We've got
1: monsters, giant monsters. Okay. As a yeah. Genre. He's, got, he's got
2: Cloverfield. I've got Godzilla. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I've got Bond. He's got Mission Impossible. I've got,
1: uh, I don't know. What else have I got? I don't know. i got the
2: Olympics. You've got NASA. Yeah. 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 So we're
1: covering a lot of ground. We're, yeah. We're trying to, we try to keep it all, you know. All in, all, in a, all, all
0: of a piece. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's fantastic. So how did the two of you meet over the years? Because I've always imagined that film composing is a rather solitary preoccupation. And uh, I didn't imagine that there's a, a shadowy cabal of film composers getting together in, there is, in Hollywood. Oh, they're very angry. Yeah, David, I really? they, yeah.
1: David was uh, being brought into prison, I think, the day that I was being released. And we sort of met briefly. In that exchange area where they're giving us back, where I was getting back my wallet, yeah, and Michael was in for copyright infringement. Yeah, I actually yeah. copied his music. Yeah, uh, so. and I copied his. So yeah, so. just a vicious cycle, <laughs> yeah. it, isn't it? Really, yeah. Yeah, and then we would just hang out afterwards, like in the in the rehab clinics together we did a lot of that
0: we were each other sponsors
1: yeah um whenever,
2: whenever michael thought he might have written something half decent he'd phone me up and i'd talk him out of it yeah because god forbid he should write anything deep, decent you know i'm, trying, oh, I'm okay. trying to stop him i'm trying to stop him being. you're the good. opposite actually, of an enabler yeah. yeah
1: well the truth is actually i mean david used to babysit me when i was a kid uh he was like i think in his 50s at that point when i was like i was like five or something and he used to. I babies, taught him
2: so. everything he knows. That's the only reason that award <laughs> shelf is as full as it is.
0: <laughs> All stolen. You're welcome. You're welcome. Amazing. Is 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 there any truth in in you know, if I sift through your answers? Uh, when when did you first meet?
1: Well, at the Baftas, we saw. Yeah, we really?
2: physically met at Bafta. Yeah. Michael very sadly won for Up. Yeah, uh, which obviously a travesty, uh, and he was wandering around the after party looking a dazed and f- confused, forlorn. Yeah, I was like, well, you have to carry lost. that
1: really heavy thing. It's like super heavy. Yeah. You could, you could you could kill someone with that thing.
2: I think, and I think quite believably, he couldn't understand how he won, and he had that sort of, <laughs> you know, sort of bewildered look on his face. And I thought, I should just go over and say it. I said, it's okay. Um, <laughs> we are amongst friends. Uh, and
0: uh, I thought he was, it was homeless. Yeah, this is actually a lot closer to a rap battle than I thought yeah. it was when I said that. <laughs> we, started,
1: we, st- st-
2: we started talking, and and that conversation sort of. Uh, moved on to Twitter because obviously yeah. I, I live in uh, London. Michael uh, lives in Los Angeles, so it all moved on to Twitter, and 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 we sort of discovered that we both liked a lot of the same things. We liked mm-hmm. the, we liked the same approaches to to music and film music, and our you know sort of shared love of, of melody and you know mm-hmm. sort of great composition and orchestration and performance. Uh, and 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 what well, you know one thing led to another, and I came to Michael's. Uh, Michael had an amazing fiftieth birthday concert at the uh, Albert Hall. Uh, uh, Which was 12 years ago now, and um, (laughs) and amazingly they let him back. So uh, we so we we were saying about could we you know is there something we could do together? Yeah, Yeah. and so this is the format that we that we chose, um, one that would you know, incite the most amount of vitriol <laughs> <laughs> that, we, that we could conjure up because we are
1: largely embittered angry people
2: who spend our lives in small dark rooms. Looking at the seasons go past outside.
1: Wishing we had someone, something in our life, waiting for death. Yeah. (laughs) The sweet release of death. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I
2: I do comfort myself when Michael wins an award by thinking that at some point the sun will explode and and, and none of this will matter.
1: None of it. It already doesn't matter. That's already, we're past it all. (laughs) So, you know, really, just inviting
2: people to come and share these sort of last moments.
1: You know, <laughs> we've had so many people on the
0: podcast who've met in the exact same way. The yeah. <laughs> exact same yeah. way. I, I furious I'm furious of Michael chicken as one of them. it after.
2: because it feels a bit of a cliche. <laughs>
0: It's the old boy meets composer yeah. story. <laughs> <laughs> Tell as old as time. Uh, so you have this. You have this. He
2: still hasn't given that bath to back.
0: By the way, he still kept it. I believe it um, was an investigation unbelievable, afterwards. Unbelievable. I
1: actually left it there in the in the bathroom. I I used it to hold the stall door open, <laughs> and then I forgot it. Yeah, he likes being watched. I've been meaning to go back and get that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. oh dear,
0: <laughs> heaven forbid we get back on topic at some point, but uh, yeah. Wasn't Who knows, who knows what the topic is, but uh, <laughs> I am in, interested in this uh, shared love of, of film history and I believe the two of you do some part-time composing. Yeah. on the side as well mm-hmm. uh, and this shared love of, of melody perspective, it certainly sounds like it's part <laughs> <laughs> the shared love of melody that you were talking about David uh, yeah. as well other so, people's in
1: other, other people's song. melodies yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. Uh, well, why this, write your own when you got a million of them right there in front of you I mean it's a lot easier <laughs>
2: you know this is the sort of thing at some point someone will present as evidence <laughs> yes I know, that, that, you know oh, no, no no
1: no he said that they he stole, does, uh, everything. He said he stole everything they stole everything <laughs> yeah,
0: so, caveat <laughs> uh, none of this is true no, Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: yes.
0: melodies, composers own. Absolutely. Uh, so, is that, is that that shared love of music, or just that love of music for the yeah. both of you? That's how you end up, where you end up. I mean, because it it's it's a difficult job to get into. It's a difficult gig to get into. I imagine. It is.
1: I think. But also, truthfully, it's a love of just musicians in general. Uh, it's, it's certainly it's a love of the the film scores and all of the great classical music and jazz and everything else that's been written over the years. But. For me, it's a huge fascination with these musicians who can just sit down and play anything you throw in front of them. I mean, to be that good takes years, and I, I just am still, to this day, amazed. It's like voodoo, you know, <laughs> uh, when you throw something in front of them and they can just play it. These guys show up to these sessions. they have no, There's no rehearsal for film scores. There's no, yeah. They just show up and play whatever you put in front of them right then and there. You record it a couple times. You move on to the next cue. It's never touched again. And it's such a weird, magical... Moment, and every time it's still just uh, amazing to me.
0: That's incredible. In, in a weird way, when, when you go on sets, when you go to movie sets, and you see the incredible artistry that goes yeah. into these yes. wonderful sets, and then they're going to be struck, they're going to be yep. taken apart and dismantled. Mm. That what you said there just reminded me of of that in a
1: way that the, the the process of movie making is so ephemeral, yeah. But it's there; it's, it's crystallized for all time. Maybe that's why it's so special. I recently, I went and I was able to see. Um, JJ shooting the new Star Wars movie and just being on that set and looking at everything they built. I mean, huge, huge ships and stuff. And, and you're just it's the greatest playground you could ever <laughs> hope to have. But it is strange to think that one day that's just going to be in a landfill because <laughs> yeah. you can't save everything, you know?
0: Yeah, you can, you can save what you can. Yeah. yeah, get some mementos and, yeah. and whatnot. But then, other yeah. than that, like the giant things, you're not. What are you going to do with yeah. that? Yeah, that you have a Millennium Falcon in the <laughs> yeah. back of your house. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, I'd take it if they want to give or it. Just live in it. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd live in the Millennium Falcon. All I don't know where the yeah. toilet is.
1: It's wherever yeah, you want they it don't to be. They don't have, well, yeah. That's the beauty of the there's Millennium Falcon. I think there's thing. no... You don't go to the bathroom in Star there's Wars. There's probably some laser <laughs> thing that shoots it out of <laughs> you. Yeah. And they don't really eat either. Turns but it into dust. They don't eat anything either, apparently. They do drink blue milk. They drink though. blue milk. Yeah. Or yeah. or the whatever came out of that thing in the... Oh, the, yeah, that's Jedi. green milk, yes. yeah, yeah, you that blue was. milk or
0: green milk and then, green yeah, cow, but there's no McDonald's, there's yeah. no Subway, all the great restaurants, <laughs> yeah. none of Yeah, that's a good question, are
1: there restaurants in, the, mm. in Star, Star Wars, Wars. Where, I mean, do they ghost?
2: Maybe, maybe they just absorb the nutrition like a plant does, you know, <laughs> That'd be it's like, weird. like the sun shines on you and, 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 and you just absorb that energy and I mean, it, the, not it's same sun, the same sun that will one day explode and all this will be meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> so you say that they take the uh, they take the Millennium Falcon apart well, of course yeah but then like when the sun goes it's going to be like the Tower of London
0: Eiffel Tower everything is going to go so you, yeah. you can't worry about a film prop of course the Star Wars yeah. is, is double the, the peril isn't it because twin suns so they'll both explode and then
1: everything's no, doubly vaporized that's a mess yeah that'll be a mess
2: just imagine being vaporized twice yeah no. yeah you don't want to do I mean the first time is bad enough you think oh god not again <laughs> Mum, are we going to be vaporized again? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Although it's probably pretty quick. Just go
0: under the table. Put your, spe- but the, the, put your special hat on. But to protect you from the vaporized yeah. rays of the twin suns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah but I people, can see.
2: people must eat in Star Wars, and not it? Yeah. It's, they've got a cantina.
0: Michael, you know J.J., you can you can call him right now. I wouldn't I wouldn't insist well, that you call J.J. Abrams it's, it's right now because it's really, four in the morning. Yeah, and, I
1: was going to say that, yeah. but wouldn't be a good idea.
0: Would he appreciate a, a call at four in the morning and you said, hey, J.J., I'm doing a podcast in London, and they want to know are there restaurants in Star Wars? Yeah, he would
1: definitely appreciate that. I don't know if he'd answer it at four in the morning, but, you know, we could try. I, I, I'd rather... He's working hard enough as it is right now just to finish the film, so I'm like, I don't care about that. I want to know about restaurants in Star Wars. Well, I can text him and ask. Okay, him. let's do that. We can do that.
0: All right. Let's we'll see. Let's <laughs> see, um, um, see what happens. I'll just say, but I, you know, he's sleeping. I'm sure. So, and David, that's another really thing. See. Like you've done a couple of Bonds, and I have just realized, yeah. just I've never seen a McDonald's in a Bond.
2: No, there's been plenty of eating. I mean, there's, there's loads uh, of eating. There's, there's very of fa- all kinds you know, of famously, of famously eat, e- eating things because um, there is a recipe for uh Bond's favourite um uh scrambled egg recipe isn't there? It's in one of the one of the books where he's in his apartment uh, and he makes scrambled eggs and it's uh, listed quite specifically. Sorry. I can't recall it <clears throat> off the top of my head, but um, of course.
0: Yeah. <laughs> scrambled eggs with death in them, I think.
1: Wow. All right, so I just said um, you've got death in them.
0: That was the sound of a text being sent to JJ Abrams. Yeah and
1: I just said Are there any restaurants on Star Wars? I'm on a podcast and they wanna know. I mean yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. uh, well, that's what he gets in the next 10 minutes otherwise. It, it was
1: delivered, so, I mean, you know, we'll All see right. what happens. Yeah. I, hope, I hope he's woken up to that.
0: I hope he wakes up groggy <laughs> and looks around and says, What's happening? Oh, bastard, like, why are you texting me in the middle
1: of
0: the night? <laughs> that's, that's the last time we were together. This is unbelievable. <laughs> you didn't say it was Empire, right? I don't want to become excommunicado. Oh, I should put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. By the way, it's for Empire, Empire Magazine. All sorted. All sorted. Well, it's been a pleasure, guys. Thanks so much. for <laughs> coming. Yeah.
1: yeah, good luck in your next career. No, it's,
0: it's going to be great. Uh, you guys are going to be working for Empire and I'm going to be sweeping roads. You can and hold whatnot. Michael's hat and count the pennies. But we'll,
1: we'll, we'll invite you on our podcast. You can come and talk to us on our everyone podcast. Has,
0: everyone has a podcast.
1: Yeah. Does,
2: yeah, does Empire have a canteen? No.
0: See, mm. You didn't have to find up anyone to know that. You, David, you've been. I know you've you only did, been here like half an hour, but yeah. you've seen what we well, have. Yeah. It's, why it's, would you think we have a canteen? It's glorious. It's we barely like have nice. a
1: room. It's a bit it's like. I it's saw it's a, a very like nice filing cabinet out it's there. A bit,
2: <laughs> this room reminds me a bit of the. You know, in the original Star Trek, the the the, the TV one. Yeah. This looks like you know the rooms where they had the little computer on and they put the little yeah. disc. in? it's like one of those where you yeah. go for a meeting. <laughs> it is health
0: and safety. It is a little bit like that. It is. A, it is. You know, the magazine is
1: so stylish and so well put together it's Mm kind of surprising to see this here (laughs) for one
2: thing and to the Empire Shed
1: I was like really that magazine comes out of
0: here this is yeah we modeled this on Dexter's Kill Cabin this is uh, (laughs) this is this is really really nice I was wondering what all the plastic was for (laughs) yeah absolutely it's a little creepy if the interview doesn't go the way I wanted to go (laughs) luckily you guys are fine it's all good you'll be vaporized one day but not (laughs) not at the end of this podcast (laughs) again it feels Really churlish to get back to the topic of, of composing yeah. and, and whatnot. Yeah. But a, uh, we, what would you like to know? When, well, we actually, you know,
2: when are we actually going to start?
0: I don't have know. We, uh, hang on, just press
1: record. Have we started.
0: <laughs> yes, I have press record, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'll introduce just, you both to yeah. the show to let us exactly. be joined. Is that, that is, that a,
1: that is that a cassette recorder? Is that recording? A <laughs> no, once we? Eight track. Yeah. Oh it's my god. Classic.
0: I haven't seen one of those. In a classic long time. analog eight track. These guys are yeah. high tech. It's the one the uh, the Beatles used. So, once, we, so, once we start, I have uh, to get uh, serious. I have to be serious. To be serious. Like okay. Let's. A, all start. Right, what would you? What would you like to know? What's your favorite
1: note? Favorite note. Um. Well. The uh, the note the, that says you've won a million dollars. Those are my favourite notes. Do you know that the
2: BBC uh, have a, a kids show called Blue Peter, which is an amazing show? It's been going for forever. You know, it's like it's a sort of very high profile kids show, uh, informative about making things, doing things, learning things. And uh, I'm sorry, they, I'm did sorry, they, Blue. Peter. Peter, yeah, yeah. Blue Peter, yeah, oh, yeah it's a flag. You know, in the B L U E Peter no, is. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. yeah Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. That yeah. might be why uh. it never made it to this. Especially <laughs> so. so like the, fil- the filters picked yeah. that one up. <laughs> um I'd never thought of that before, but yeah, yeah. So you learn something. Yeah, it's a real thing. It's um, a real thing. Anyway, so to promote uh music to young people, they've made a blue peter badge blue peter badge mm. is a sort of legendary thing that happens when you're on the show i can't help
1: but laugh i gotta yeah. have a blue peter badge yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, anyway it's got the little boat on the I'm flag this up yeah, right yeah, look now. It up. i'm gonna look this up right now and um because <laughs> i've got to look up something as well because i've got to play it you. <laughs> no there's nothing
0: better than live googling in the podcast by yeah, no, all no, means go for it uh
2: and on this badge that um the the lovely uh ed sheeran designed for them. There was a piano keyboard, and on the piano keyboard, there were extra notes that aren't on a piano keyboard. There was an, there was an extra note which which is a an unknown note between the E and the F, and also between the B and the C, and it was really odd. And I actually contacted yeah I actually contacted the uh, the, the the program maker and said, you know, Blue Peter is a you know a very you know, we, we hold it to a very high standard yeah. about, about accuracy and responsibility. You <laughs> mean? And uh, you wouldn't have, like, you know, Lance Armstrong promoting cycling and then putting a picture of a bike with handlebars backwards. So it's like, it's an easy thing to check. Why don't you check it? Anyway, they were saying, like, well, we don't think it's that important. It's more about encouraging. So I know it's about encouraging kids, but it's brilliant. Anyway, so I was a bit annoyed about it, that they would let that slip. So I actually recorded a version of the Blue Peter theme if it was played on the Blue Peter piano. <laughs> Did you? Uh, which, actually... <laughs> Uh, that's what it would sound like. If you, wow! If you, if you played it with the blue Peter piano with the extra notes on it, so I think it is important that you get these things right, especially if you are trying to encourage children to get into music. My God! Rant yeah. over.
0: Absolutely. Is that your big finish on Friday night? You know what? Giving it away, haven't I? Haven't you noticed this? girl?
1: Anyway, I just thought it was a little bit of that. Yeah. Why not? Like that's good. No, it's, it's fantastic.
0: Like I'll, I'll find something to play at some point <laughs> you know. as, as well. Yeah. Um, and that's from the Mama's Big Ones album. <laughs> Mama. Yeah,
1: it's, it's literally called Mama's Big Ones. The you album.
2: complain about Blue Peter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: we are. not perfect either. Yeah. It's, it's all good. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, why we
2: get on so well.
0: <laughs> what about other composers? Uh, what I about listen. them? Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, the screw those guys, obviously, but uh, there are this other is composers. just, there yeah. are other composers. I'm aware of a couple uh, at, at Name best. them. Name them. There's, uh, there's, a, there's a John. There's John. a John... W- John, w. John Billiams John Williams. that's it yes. that's it oh, and there's amazing. a there's a Goldsmith
1: but I don't really yeah. oh, I love Jerry Goldsmith <laughs> yeah I mean come oh, on I was listening yeah. to a Alien and Basic Instinct the other day yeah. which was
2: just you just sit there and your jaw drops at the simplicity and the beauty same and, thing uh, with
1: Poltergeist it's
2: just extraordinary
1: his score for Poltergeist yeah. kills me I love that score so much The Omen uh, yeah, oh he my does
2: cold so well I mean he it's extraordinary does. he does kind of something which is sort of quite unsettling but he does that sort of cold stillness so brilliantly in a way that like John Williams does sort of warm you know yeah. so, br- so brilliantly yeah. if we're talking just in terms of
0: temperature <laughs> which is my favourite way to describe music yeah <laughs> actually tepid he- lukewarm <laughs> at best yeah, lukewarm <laughs> but that's 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 really interesting because he was he was someone who was really versatile as well I mean yeah, as you yeah. say you know, he could do the Omen but he could also do Gremlins and he had all these well, different different colours to, yeah. yeah. to his uh, palette well, I think uh, most composers are versatile
2: they're not always yeah. given the opportunity yeah, to, to do don't
1: get they get stuck in a in a th- pigeonhole where they just keep getting hired to do the same thing and asked to do the same thing over and over and it is difficult and because the, th- the thing you have to do to avoid that is say no to things say no and wait for other opportunities but that's that's difficult but when you have great success with something if it's to do
2: with music or it's not mm. then then that somehow the, the 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 sort of flavor of that success is a, is a, is attached to you in terms of the genre of the film that it was. And so when people then consider doing... there's another filmmaking doing another film, who's doing well in this kind of thing, that guy? You know, Mm. there's a little bit of that. And that's always nice, because it's nice to be asked to do anything, to be honest. But, you know, when you're on your fourth or your fifth sort of film, which is sort of the same, you feel like, you know, it's like asking the actor to play the same character every time. (laughs) Which, if you're John Wayne, is fine, you know, because you are effectively John Wayne in every film, and that's fine. Um, but you know, music—you have to hop around from so you have to know so many different sorts of things. You have to understand how it works. You know, like Michael's done a lot of very different films, uh, and and you know, still this—you know—he's one person who has to do Up and he does Coco and he will do Ratatouille and he will do Star Trek and you know now this Jojo Rabbit thing. You know, they're, all, they're very very different, uh, and um, it's, it's 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 a it's a it's an odd thing to 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 be a film composer in a way because I just did this little animation um, thing for an absolutely beautiful film called The Tiger Who Came to Tea. Mm. And their initial pitch to me when they asked me to do it was thinking of jazz. And jazz is something I have no idea about. I have no, I don't listen to it. I'm in awe of people who understand the complexities of, you know, music to that point. And I think jazz musicians to a certain degree know their instruments and their music inside out in ways that I could never hope, you know, in a million years of studying to ever really get close to. And I know that, so I sort of think, you know what, if I did it and you wanted me to do jazz, it would be a bit of a kind of photocopy tracing of jazz. It wouldn't Yeah. Be yeah. A bit. So I said, if it's, a, if it's the sense of what jazz represents, maybe, you know, as that sort of joyous freedom of music. I said, I can do that, but it won't necessarily sound like jazz. And that was the... So they fired you? <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> what happened? And here I am. Well, With my hat we are, on the floor. We are hiring. <laughs> <And> there, <laughs> it had
0: saxophones in
2: it. It's like I never put saxophones in anything.
0: <laughs> saxophones, the dread instrument for you? Or well, right? they're very
1: hard to write for because they're on different keys and different, you know, and it's just like, how do you track all that? Oh, it's a pain in the butt. Yeah, and, 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 and
2: violas don't like it when you sit next to them. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's it's a not thing because, like, in the orchestral palette, you know, saxophones don't really feature. Yeah, uh, in in orchestral music, and and whether we like it or not, the kind of sound of like orchestral music in feature films is a symphonic sound. So you have to be very you know specific about if you have saxophones in it, then they've got yeah. to do a very specific job and do. A it's usually it for
1: a very specific yeah. reason. I mean, it's all over mm.
2: the Incredibles. I mean, mm-hmm, I yeah. used, I used soprano sax in a, in a in a film called Four Brothers, where we were kind of going for a. Sort of early seventies Motown, yeah, 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 post Detroit, you know, into LA thing, um, uh, and there was a sort of. But I've I've never really used sax in anything, and the, the, you know, so so anyway, so the Tiger County is a bit more of a sort of slightly big band. So you're a saxist, so, yeah. yeah, I've, got, yeah, yeah. I've gone I've gone full on, <laughs> full on me too saxist. Yeah. Wow, amazing, nice.
0: All right, sax addict. <laughs> who knew who knew the revelations that we were hearing this one well um, I've tried it once and I think <laughs> everyone should probably do at least that
1: well you are it, very open
0: <laughs> is it fun for you guys That's when you when appeal. you get a chance to <laughs> when you do get a chance to experiment uh, with, with with music with film music with film music I want to stress that oh, oh, enough film music yeah. I can't stress it, it enough it, Michael with film music it's a odd
2: thing, it, it, yeah. thing isn't it because like experimentation isn't something that anyone really wants to hear someone say when you're em- employing them to do your film score you think I'm yeah. just going to Go and expect (laughs) the the kind of the the sort of insinuation is that you don't know what you're going to do and you're just going to throw some things at it. I mean, for us, I suppose, like experimentation is, how can I find a way of doing this which is going to a be interesting and b keep you know keep me as interested in the approach as well Mm. as it is for you know and will it sustain a different approach you don't always go for the most obvious thing. Sometimes the most obvious thing is the right thing, and you need to go around a fair distance in order to get back to it. But sometimes, you know, the most obvious thing is your starting point, and if, you're, if you use that as a springboard to go somewhere else. But experimentation, for me, it's more of a, it's, it, I mean, that, that process is a very short process. You, know, you have to kind of conceive of the approach and the sound of a film very, very quickly... Uh, you know, if you get to see it and it will speak to you in a way that you can't predict and it will ask you questions that you couldn't have predicted, and you, you have to try and find the answers. And, and they are generally what is the sound of this? You know, is it, is it sort of thematic? What's the sort of tone color? Is it a band? Is it, has he got saxophone? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and, and you have to, you know, those decisions sort of have to come like usually probably within a day, really, in yeah. terms of like what is it, what's oh, wow. this really going to be? And then you try and find the music for it in that. In that, so the, you know the idea of experimentation. There's a little bit of it, but you know, when you got a film, if you've only got a few weeks to do it, you know, then there's not much. There's not much
1: time to experiment. It Looks like my sister can't get out of the. There we go. She's trying to open the door. There we go. She's had enough, Michael. She had. A, that's how bad things are here. The doors don't even open. There's, There's like the, the, the ceiling you is leaking. You can't have a
0: kill den if it's easy to get out. You know what? That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's a safe room. Really difficult to get in, mind you, which is why my count's been down this year. But, but anyway. A safe room, but it's an unsafe room. Yes. Once I get into it, it's a, very much an unsafe room. And uh, do you write um, music? Uh, no, <laughs> do you play music? I uh, rudimentary guitar, yeah, at, at best. All right, at best. Well, that works. I've you know, uh, six chords and I've forgotten five of them. That that sort of thing. That's right. Oh, that's you know. Know. the
1: majority of it's yeah, pretty songs. much if you know six. You're you'll find you play a million, <laughs> million things. Is that where you guys started? I mean, guitar, piano, that, Uh is? Piano, yeah. I guess. Piano, harmonica, uh, mouth harp. <laughs> uh, what otherwise? I, I was I was woodwind.
2: I came up like
1: horrible saxophone
2: clarinets actually <laughs> uh, which is why I think I would never write for clarinet I just had this odd thing with it that it, it was the one that I was taught formally on and it was right. therefore the instrument that I couldn't express myself on was that the all. one
1: that you was that back
2: when you had your klezmer band uh, yeah the uh, clarinets are the black things that you dr- you blow down right.
0: the end oh yeah yeah, That's yeah. The one. <laughs> uh, and uh, and <laughs> Do you need to be reminded of this stuff, Michael, when you're doing a, yeah, s- a scoring he's got, session? He's it's like, got, no, I not
1: well, yeah. I, I don't know what's going on. I, yeah, just I, you just the, get,
2: the, get, the, get, the, get the, bl- the black sticky things, the, the, <laughs> the know, white silvery long things to hit them. It's a lot like,
1: like a, like a <laughs> five-year-old's round? birthday party, things? my sessions. you know, Kids are just throwing cake everywhere, and it's like, that's pretty much how I do it. Yeah. Just, he just has a guy in a corner <laughs> writing it all down. And- yeah, <laughs> I hum a lot. You know, and uh, and if there's someone behind me, they can remember it or something. I don't know. Yes, yeah,
2: the chimps take it down and then they send it off to 20th Century Fox. And, and that's the wonderful I've thing about the,
1: the the chimps is that the you know, look, they may not be quick, but they eventually get to it. Eventually get something. It eventually works out. Yeah. And it may take a week. It may take six weeks, but you're going to get there. Once and that's the, once, <laughs> once it's never wrote, not worked. Once they wrote Macbeth first. Yeah, yeah, with a better ending. It was pretty amazing.
0: Michael, I've got to ask you about your, oh my God, I've just updated my iPhone, and they've got some sort of new weird typing thing I've never seen before, and it's freaked me the yeah, F- no, out. I know, this is,
1: it, it now takes me twice as long to write a text or email uh, now, because I, I, God, I just didn't update. I'm not happy about that at all, but I, I've got to ask you about your penchant
0: for puns. Uh, yes, on your movie, on, on, on penchant. your, your punch shot, oh, oh, David, you're well ahead of you me. You know, there. I'm getting in there. Okay. It's an interesting that. thing
1: that came about when I was working on Alias with a music editor named Steve Davis, who I still work with to this day. And Steve, you know, when you're working in television, it's week after week, so it's lots of cues all the time. And we would write an original score for every episode of that show, so there would be a bunch of cues for every episode. So he would, in order to keep himself amused he would start just doing funny titles for the things, you know? And then it sort of became like a little bit of a contest. Who could come up with the better title for the queue? <laughs> and this just never ended. So then as I started working with Steve and different music editors, Paul Applegrin is one who he did most of the ones for the Planet of the Apes movies, which are some of my favorites, uh, you know, like the Apes of Wrath. I mean, yeah. that's, that's pretty good. Um, there are things like that. But it really was just something to keep us entertained during the process of writing the music and going through everything you go through. It was literally for us alone. Never even thinking that these things would then end up out in the world. And like Vanity Fair did an article about it at one <laughs> point, which I thought found that to be like, what is going on? I so used wh- to
2: try and do alliterative. Oh, yeah. One. So it's like on Q sheets only, not for official releases. Oh. So I used to try and do get through a Bond film where every Q had to, every word had to start with the letter B. Uh
1: huh. You know, so, so uh, so it's okay. like
2: Bond's big bang
1: bonk, you know, things like yeah, that. but Bond's bomb big bang. But we see, we do it for the cue sheet and for the <laughs> okay. albums. like we, and, and so they live on. And people, get very upset sometimes there's a group of people a faction of people out there and I do apologize to all you but come on uh, <laughs> they are in an uproar about like some of the titles like when I remember when I did Star Trek the first one boy there were a lot of unhappy people about the titles that Why? you know uh because they were like look him up here does he not take this seriously is this not you know this is like how could you let that go out and you know, all of this. But I just didn't. I'm tired of just something called, you know, the car chase. <laughs> yeah. You know, let's let we, come on. Let's figure it out here. So I can see. Uh, no, this is fine. This is all fine. Yeah. What do we got? Nero we? death experience. Yeah. Nero death experience.
0: Mm-hmm. Come on. That's pretty good. Does it still McFly? Because <laughs> it's a time machine. <laughs>
1: Enterprising young men. Yeah. Come on. That's, that's
2: fine. Even if it wasn't a pun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's all good. Uh, they didn't. They would rather have had, you know, the cadets, you know, head yeah. to the Enterprise or something <laughs> like that. I Space don't know what they would Space have Space Chase. But yes. The great thing about that is that
0: it avoids spoilers. I, one of the one of the things that's etched in my mind is 1999 being oh. really excited about the Phantom Menace. You know yes, where I'm going with I this? Know exactly, you are talking and, about. Uh, and then Qui Gon's the, the, Qui Gon's <laughs> noble end, <Yeah. laughs> followed swiftly on the soundtrack by Qui Gon's funeral. Yeah. And they had mm. they released the soundtrack about a month before the film came out. Yep. So you're just you're trying to avoid spoilers, and it's just it's mm, just there. Yeah. And I love John Williams. Mm, yeah. I have no no problem with the man, but. What? If he'd gone down the pun route, we wouldn't have been in this. Well, oh. they are very
1: careful about that now. When I was Quite working gone. on Rogue One, yeah. they, uh, every like, all, every <laughs> title was examined, you know, over and over to make sure it was not going to give. They any... did too, didn't they? they released one serious sweet list. We released two track, listing. track listings for yeah. that album yes one which was sort of like a traditional serious one because I wanted it to fit nicely in all the Star Wars thing but then on the inside cover we 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 printed our preferred track list uh, <laughs> names which, uh, you know, which I think I
2: did a thing once I took a photograph it was on the first day of a session and I took one of those sort of generic studio photographs you know you've got like the desk you've got the orchestra in the background you've got the big board in front of you everyone's there and you've got the score like kind of just on the everyone's about to start yeah took a photograph of it, tweeted it, we're about to start, blah, blah, whatever it was. Oh, no. A day later, someone had enlarged that score and had mocked up the first page of the score and put it online. Oh, yeah. And we were doing, a, actually, one of the things, with, with Amanda Abington, who was in Sherlock, um, yeah. did the same thing with the Sherlock script. It wasn't, it was, the, it was the front page and it was just the title page. But if you upped the contrast and zoomed in on it, you could see character descriptions. What? Underneath. And so it's like all this stuff is now. I'm terrified of taking a photograph of anything. I did an odd thing on Twitter like about a year ago. Do we have to hear about this? Yeah,
1: uh, (laughs) it's coming to court. The lawsuit wasn't finished yet. Are are you allowed to speak (laughs) about this? I just said
2: like, what's the most (laughs) what? What's everyone got in their pockets? You know, it's just like, what have you got in your pockets? You know, and then people were just emptying their pockets and saying, this is what I've got, and taking a photograph of it. And someone had a front door key, and these guys were going like. You do know that you can now do a 3D print from a photograph. Oh, and, uh, oh so, my so, God. So people can kind of make a key from so a photograph. Did you do it? Yeah. Did you, and yeah, what was in the, the house? house? Yeah, well, it's quite a lot of stuff. <laughs> Where, <laughs> Where was the <laughs> house? It was <laughs> in, in Los Angeles. There's a lot of music gear there and <laughs> some Oscar for up. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: hope you got a good price for it. You know,
2: I can't believe it was a place. There were like 18 toilets in one bedroom. So. <laughs>
1: Something was going on. I have a condition. It's not to be made fun of. How big are the toilets? Big enough to compose it's in? big enough so you don't miss.
2: <laughs> Interestingly enough, they're the, size of, they're the size of a small dog kennel. They have to bend over double to get in. <laughs>
0: oh, what oh, a peculiar house!
2: If been.
0: Well, if this doesn't make people want to, you know, listen to your music, then I don't know what will. Quite frankly, <laughs> you probably get this a is... very
2: different opinion of us from doing that. <laughs> but this is this is the real deal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, can we talk very quickly about uh, working with certain directors sure. uh, over the years uh, David you worked with Edgar Wright for example yes. on Hot Fuzz what was that like he's a big for you?
2: friend of Empire
0: he is he is indeed uh, I'm surprised he he's like? not here bursting um, through the walls he
2: probably <laughs> is uh, Ed- Edgar uh, Edgar's like an animator uh, he is a frame by frame analyzer of possibility you know every time you look at a scene he'll point out or suggest something which was slightly different to the last time we spoke about it, and it's never the same thing. And it's always something different, and it's always something that makes it better. And it's always, and you don't mind, you know. When when sometimes you get notes about things, which is like, you know, this really, my mum wouldn't notice that. It wouldn't matter. It just goes past you. It's not, not going to worry anyone. But Edgar always had a way of of uh, of looking at a moment and saying. This was an accident, but we've kept it in, and it's only happening in the background, and it's a tiny little thing, but can we just do something for that split second? And you do. And the reason why Hot Fuzz is something that you can watch again and again and again because it is absolutely chock-a-block with little, Mm. tiny little details, Mm. which, unless you're really paying attention, it's like it can pass you by, but they're there for you to find. Um, I mean, in a way, it's quite hard work because it is it is like working with an animator it's like every frame has a reference you know yeah, you're yeah. writing long pieces of music it's a lot of information to try and to try and tackle um but i think animation is like that anyway you know it's like animators do work frame by frame and everything has weight and everything has importance so um obviously you respect that but um it was one of those one of those films that i never got tired of of watching and i still don't you know, I mean, oh, it's I amazing.
0: absolutely love. It. It's always on, which helps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's on right now. Probably. For some
2: reason, it's on ITV two like nearly, nearly all the time, which I'm obviously very happy about. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the uh, but I never get tired of, uh, of watching, it, and there's so much sort of quotable stuff in it. You know, you can watch little scenes, or you yeah. can watch the whole thing. There's there's always something, and um,
0: it's it's interesting because it, it. it's a comedy, but the score is the score of a hollywood action movie well, and it it's really bombastic yeah, it so you have the, the fence jump the fence jump gag for example is, yeah. i I've, I've always loved that sequence because you have this really over the top orchestral score yeah. soundtracking a guy falling yes. over a fence yeah
2: well i think i think when you're dealing with comedy one thing that i learned fairly early on was that it is about timing it's about knowing where to start and where to stop it's knowing where the joke is, knowing where the, the, the you know the, the the journey of that joke from when it starts to where it develops to when it ends, and it's knowing not to get in the way of that happening. Um, and and it's it's, it's 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 the sort of thing it's difficult to teach people because it's like a feel, isn't it? It's like why does someone. Telling a gag make it incredibly funny, but then give it to someone else and they tell the same gag and it's not funny. It's like an inherent understanding about how timing works and where to, you know, where to leave the pause for the moment for the punchline to land or the gag to work. Uh, or where to cut to, and when to push in on a on a shot, you know, and so Edgar understands all that, and all the obviously all the performers are incredibly, uh, 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 you know, erudite and, and 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 witty and brilliant in in, in comedic acting uh, as well. Um, so I learned a lot just by by watching. But I mean, the whole idea of it was was like let's you know we want to make a. A a, a kind of one of those sort of Hollywoody, you know, sort of like Tony Scott, rest his soul, movies, but based in a you know little village (laughs) in Wales near Somerset. So uh, it's you know it's a preposterous proposition, but that's what makes it funny.
0: And you mentioned uh, animation there, and uh, Michael, I want to ask about Pete Doctor Mm -hmm. Uh, working with him because you know, married life is uh, a track that we can't put on the Empire Office without someone going. I'm going to cry now, <laughs> which is, you know, and you have to basically sum up an entire
1: relationship in bad. four and a half minutes. It is interesting. I don't know how, you know, I think my, most people that come up to me and to say hi, or if they recognize, they will come up and they will say, you make me cry. So I don't know how I've been wrestling with this, that pretty much I, that's my lot in life is to make people cry. Yeah. You know. Um, Did they ever say, but because it's music or just... just no, just well, mu- no, a lot of times it's just they because they actually are. know me. They don't no. even know you are. Actually, the more you know me, the more you want to cry. It's a, <laughs> it's, it's a very difficult relationship with your friends of mine. But um, Married Life was one of those things I remember. Um, first time I saw it was just in storyboards. Very rough sketches, you know, of the whole sequence. And, uh, and even just looking at that with no music, nothing, it was very emotional you know, mm-hmm. and I remember sort of tearing up during that, just watching that, and we're talking black and white drawings, you know, just simple line drawings of this whole thing and uh that was one of the first things we recorded for the film because we knew that was also going to be one of the most difficult scenes to do um so I came in fairly early and worked on that scene and i you know you watch these things a million times and you think that you know you're immune to the emotional uh side of it after a while, but you're mm-hmm. really not um. And I remember the when we went to go record it that day, we we did the first take of it and then sort of everyone just sort of stopped and then everyone looked around and everyone was crying. Like oh, everyone's wow. crying, you know, Pete's crying, Jonas the producer, was crying, everyone was just, you know, in tears. And then we had to go and do it again. And then after that one, everyone's crying. And then every, we did it a third time. We were like, okay, look, this is enough. Let's let's you know, we need a break <laughs> from this. But Pete's a great storyteller. He's an incredible um what I love about him is he always goes for the heart of everything. Everything is about the heart and the, the the truth of that. And you know, and and speaking of being like a big kid, Pete is a big kid as well. And we sort of bonded over the Muppets when oh, we first wow. met. Yeah. We both absolutely love the Muppets. But um, you know, not unlike everyone there at Pixar. Everyone there just is enthusiastic to a degree that you can't understand about, you know, filmmaking and animation. And it really shows, you know. And though, You know, a sequence like Married Life, you know, will go through a million iterations before Mm. it's locked down for to be animated. And that's one of the great things about that place. They're relentless in their quest for the best story they can tell, you know, and they will use up every bit of uh, time they have in order to do it. As opposed to being a place that will just like, all right, there's we just boarded our film. There it is. And let's make that. It's not good enough for them. They make it, remake it, remake it, remake it until they have no more time left, and then it's it yeah, you know,
0: it's amazing. Yeah, I've only been once. I was impressed by the number of toilets they had. I'm nothing, yeah, I'm nothing close to eighteen but no, 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 still no, a pretty no. pretty damn good selection
1: it is well you know you, 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 there's a lot of people there that gotta go to the bathroom so <laughs> <laughs> imagine if there were no toilets that would be really that'd, that'd awful be terrible. awful nobody, place to work nobody, nobody <laughs> wants that and and you know what? Maybe it would we be should, like David's studio
2: it would be <laughs> maybe we should text JJ and ask him how many toilets there are in Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, JJ by the way further yeah. to our last
0: he's, yeah, follow hey, up he's so changing <laughs> his number now after this uh, I've got to let you guys go in a second, but I just want to ask about one last track that each of you have yep. uh, have, have written. I mean, we can talk for hours, to you guys. But um, uh, David, you know my name. Yes, um, is my favorite Bond theme song, and I've been in the podcast and I've said this, so as you, you can you can check it out. That this is you know that is fact. Um, it's an incredible song, where, and obviously you co wrote it with the great Chris Cornell. Yeah. Uh, well, can you talk about the the origins of that song and, and where it came from? Um, it was. It's slightly unusual. I mean, we were looking for someone
2: to sing, and it was a new Bond. I'd seen Daniel at work, so all the press speculation about like this is going to be a disaster. You can't have a blonde Bond, blah blah blah. (laughs) Uh, And I was thinking, I'd seen what he was doing. You know, I think like you're going to be, you're going to feel very foolish in in a few months' time. (laughs) Uh, But um, anyway, so so we were talking about this. the, the the change in temperature of of male singers you know like in terms of popular music and that we've moved away from you know those kind of very sort of appropriate or not appropriate or not masculinity of vocalists in the 70s you know like you said robert Plant, you're rod stewart and you're bruce springsteen yeah uh, you know those sort of tough you know tough singers mm. uh you know Free, uh, Roger Daltrey. You know, people Mm, felt mm. felt in a way very different to the transitioning to your sort of singer-songwritery people now who aren't like that. You know, and and um, I was thinking, like, I want someone who sounds like Bond acts in this film. You know, there's a scene at the start where James Bond runs through a wall. You know he, yeah. he can he can turn on the charm as well, but at the same time it's like he's, it's like there's no messing about. You yeah. know it's like he could do some real damage, and I thought what so, who sounds like that is, you know, and Chris has got the most extraordinary uh, range, uh, and he can sing incredibly emotionally and gent- gently, but he can also turn the heat up to oh the God, point yeah. where, without really you know breaking a sweat. Um, and so we, you know, uh, Leah Vollock, who was the head of music at Sony at the time, talking about uh, Chris and, and 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 everyone agreed that, you know, it would be a good move. So I, we, we met in Prague where they were shooting the casino set. So we had all the sets built uh, and we watched a few things being filmed and we watched a few uh, scenes that had been edited. Mm-hmm. Not like there wasn't that much at that point, but we knew what the film was and we knew what the general sort of vibe of it was. Uh, and so Chris and I went over we were just having a chat about it I never met him before but I got on with him so incredibly well, so incredibly quickly so so gentle and lovely and wonderful uh, and um, I I I sort of said to him I want this song to be a warning you know I said we've never really had there's never really been a Bond song that has been from like Bond could sing it, there's a lot of you're a dangerous stranger you know, or, you know <laughs> like the kind of where are you you know who are you there's always been people who've been on the receiving end of him, but it's never really been from him. Mm. And I thought, well, we'll write a song like he could sing it. And I wanted wanted it to be like a warning to people that were possibly getting in his way. You know, it's like, you know, you can get in my way if you want, but you know what's going to happen if you do. Yeah. So it was, you know, a blunt instrument, as they say, you know, described in the movie. Um, and, and the arrogance, the unschooled arrogance of... You know, every time in a Bond movie, someone says, and you are? And he goes, well, my name's Bond, James Bond. I love the fact that something you are. And he goes, like, you know who I am. You know, <laughs> the arrogance of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where we kind of started. And then Chris was living in Paris uh, and I was living in London. Uh, and I said, well, let's just put some ideas together. So we each went away for about four or five days starting putting like bits of ideas together and i went back over to his place in paris and we sat and we played each other our ideas and we kind of had written half the song each it was so odd that they both just absolutely sat in and sort of locked into each other mm. and we you know we tweaked a few things and and worked on the lyric and uh, and it was done actually incredibly quickly um and then recorded few weeks a few weeks later wow and, and and luckily you know chris he was such a lovely man um when he came to the uk he'd always call me and invite me and i'd get up on stage and we'd do that song you know i'd play keyboards or whatever it was and you know we played at hyde park supporting aerosmith <laughs> <All> <laughs> ridiculous things that you would never ever get to do in your real life <laughs> uh, and you know played shepherd's bush and hammersmith and wow uh, uh, and um yeah, so it was it was um, it was it was odd when I got the news that he died. I was actually in Dublin doing a concert that night, so I had a whole day of radio, uh, and I was doing you know my name is an instrumental thing. and I'd never done it before, so the whole day was like a day of in fact sort of like therapy in a way. So by the time we got to the concert, it was it was sort of possible to do it. But um, I mean, when we do the thing live, when we do Casino Royale live with with the orchestra, uh, I have Chris's vocal. Mm. in you know mm. it's about the only live thing that's that, that, that's there because mm. we can't imagine someone else coming out and and doing that and
0: uh it's still a, like an amazing thrill just to hear him oh when he unleashes at the end it. jeez yeah, yeah. it's amazing It is amazing and uh uh michael i've we've got to let you guys go I was, I was in a second but uh michael obviously you've worked with so many amazing directors and so many amazing films over the last few years so naturally the track I'm going to ask you about is the Marvel Studios fanfare.
1: <laughs> you know that came about. It, 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 Kevin Feige, he's one of my favorite people to work with. I love working with him because
0: he's a he's a soundtrack hound, isn't he? He, he, really really, knows his he stuff. is
1: a total soundtrack nerd, uh, deep and true. And he's also just truly, truly in love with the films he's making and the subject matter. Like he knows those comics. He knows when I was working on Spider Man at one point, I there was this one scene that was a uh, in uh, Homecoming, where Spider-Man is uh, lifting this this giant mm. piece of concrete off of him after the Vulture had you know dropped it on him, and it's this really low point for Peter Parker. And I was, I had emailed Kevin something, and it was asking him about this scene, and he immediately replied with the original image from the comic that inspired that scene, you know, saying, this is where this comes from. This is where this comes from. And he totally explained what the frame of mind of Peter was. So he goes deep. Like, he is really into this, all the story stuff. So uh, we were together one day, and I said, you know, what wouldn't be fun. was before Spider-Man sort of was announced and that I was going to be doing it. I said, you know what I'd love to do is just like a huge version of the old Spider-Man theme. Mm Mm-hmm. I said, because I loved that 60s animated series so much, and uh, I said, it'd be fun. I never heard it in a big orchestral way, and I said, we could just start it off like that for the logos, and he goes, well, you know, speaking of logos, actually, I was going to ask you, would you be interested in doing our Marvel logo? And I was like, yes, absolutely, <laughs> you know, and uh, and he was like, great, and we just geeked out about things that we like, and different logos we like, and and, uh, and I went home and wrote it, and. We recorded it, and next thing you know, bam, it's on the front of the movie. And mm-hmm. maybe Spider Man was it Spider Man or Doctor Strange? Maybe Doctor Strange was the first one. With it was, it. yeah. Uh, and so um, it was just out of pure love and pure, just like fun. And that's the way it is working with him and everyone over there at Marvel. They're really wonderful, wonderful people to work with. Uh, John Watts, of course, who did, directed Spider Man is great. and um, they're just just good people, and sure. they 'd be the kids we would all be hanging out with, like you know what I mean like they 're our people, they would have been my friends as <laughs> if they all if we all grew up in the same neighborhood together. Uh, But now you're friends with David, so that's more to make up for it. Which is why I need more (laughs) More and better friends. (laughs) Friends. (laughs) You've got the same bag of comics, Andrei.
2: They're not (laughs) comics. I've (laughs) I've still got the first ever... My first ever guitar case that my dad paid for me when I was 10. Uh, I still have the stickers that were on the very first Marvel that ever got released in the UK the first Marvel comic oh, wow. and it had uh, it had a set of stickers on it and I put all them on my guitar case oh that's great
0: So all you need to do now is just take a picture of your key put it on Twitter and then we can let yeah, ourselves yeah, in and can, help ourselves yeah, exactly <laughs> sounds good and, and uh, the 16th toilet I keep that <laughs> <case>. <laughs> and just one last thing about that actually Michael the, uh, the MCU studio fanfare that's not available
1: commercially it's not on any of the soundtracks. You know, that's true. We thought about putting it on one of the... I, we should do that. Maybe on the next one I do, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll try and get that done. It would be fun to have out there. My
0: iPhone know. needs it. There, there is, the is a ringtone.
1: There is a little uh, uh, homage to it in Captain Marvel, actually. If you kind of listen to it, you'll just hear a little bit of it when uh, she's walking through the train and she sees Stan Lee uh-huh. and she pulls down his book, you know, so you just hear the like, dun, 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 that a little bit. And uh, it was just like a little... So in a way, it's almost become Stan Lee's theme in a, in a yeah, way a way. Yeah, I guess so. At that point, it certainly did because he had passed and yeah. and it was sort of, you know... That's lovely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he was a great guy.
0: Indeed, indeed. Well, guys, I've got to let you go because you have to prepare for the battle of the bands. Yes, uh, I thought of why, where you can approach this because you still got a couple of days glad to go. Someone has. David, you can perform all Michael's music, and then you know the way it was meant to be. Mm. And then Michael, you can do silent. You can <laughs> just silence.
1: <laughs> just it's an like hour a John and a half Cage concert. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: just an hour and a half of silence. So, what do you think about that? Is that, do that love, the way to I love,
2: go? I love the fact that you know, you know, Mike Bat, don't you? Mike, Batt, I do. Yes, Mike, Mike yes. Bat is a sort of British uh, artist, writer, producer, has been around for a very long time, done a lot of things.
0: He's not. A, he's not a bat. He's uh, a, a man. <laughs>
2: Um, the yeah, no, he is Batman. Uh, <laughs> maybe he is, uh, yeah. He is, yeah. I always thought you he should do a record with Michael Ball. Uh, <laughs> um, Batman Ball, uh, <laughs> thank you. And, um, anyway, so he, he, on one of his albums, he did a cover of The Cage. Oh, he did, yeah, just at the end, isn't it? And the estate then asked for royalties. <laughs> quite rightly if he'd have called yeah. it something else then right. it would have been fine but because he said that this is a cover of it even though it was silence it was that's like no this cool. is like that.
1: yeah. that's it's
2: amazing, amazing.
0: Uh, and on that well note I, I guess it's time to let you guys go it's been an absolute pleasure Thank uh, 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 thanks for having us I enjoyed up to 36% of this conversation oh, yeah, uh, it yeah. was, uh,
1: we're not even up that high I, mean, <laughs> I, I enjoyed maybe Five percent of this. Listen, I aim for five percent. Just the water. The water is really good that you have. Really? Yeah, that is good because it is toilet water. Uh, Michael, to be honest, if
2: you've enjoyed it, if you've enjoyed it half as much as I have, then that means that I've enjoyed it twice as much as you.
0: (laughs) 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 While I'm working out that one, it is time to say goodbye. Has JJ texted back by any chance? Uh. Is your no. Oh. Yeah, no. Unbelievable. Not All yet. right. Okay.
1: He, he will at some point. But, if he uh, does,
0: can you just like stop the show halfway through on Friday night and just announce loudly? I'll read the, yeah. I'll read the, yes, exactly. Yeah. I will. I yeah. Will.
1: Okay. All okay. Right. That's a promise. I'll <laughs> do that. If I, get, if I get an answer on whether or not there are restaurants in Star Wars, yeah. I will
0: announce it at the Albert Hall. Please do. Please yes. do. Michael Chiquino. David Arnold. It's been a pleasure. Thank <laughs> you so much. You. Thank, Thank you. you. Cheers. And that was David Arnold and Michael Cicchino. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did or half as much as David Arnold did. Uh, If you want to go see slash hear settling the score, tickets are available from royalalberthall.com. Use the offer code Empire to get absolutely no discount at all because as you heard, there are no freeloaders at this show. But it will be a blast. As ever, the regular Empire podcast goes up on Friday. This week, it is a live show coming to you from Belfast. And if you're listening to this before that show, which takes place on October 17th, and you fancy coming along, then come along. Tickets are available via Cinemagic. We got tickets, or maybe even on the door at the Odeon Belfast. Okay, that's it from me. Thank you so much to our guests, David Arnold and Michael Cicchino. Thank you to Rick Buren at the Royal Albert Hall for making it happen. And thanks so much to you guys